Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 125 Weren't aught to me I bore the canopy with my external outward honouring or laid great basis for eternity, which proves more short than wasting... Than, than waste or ruining. Have I not seen dwellers on form and flav- favour lose all and more by paying too much rent for compound sweet, forgoing simple saviour? Pitiful thrivers in their gazing spent? No, let me be obsequious in thy heart, and take thou my oblation, poor but free, which is not mixed with seconds, knows no art, but mutual render only me for thee. Hence, thou stubborn informer, a true soul, when most impeached stands least in thy control. That was Sonnet 125 of Shakespeare's Sonnets, and lots of big words in that one. And I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, as always, by a slightly confused looking... Uh, Thierry Hillis. You, you do look a bit lost, I have to say. <coughs> there's, there's, this is very much, I guess, Shakespeare introducing new words into the English language? Possibly. I don't know how many of them would have been around or not. They're, they're just awkward words to read in a poem. There's there's kind of an unwritten rule that in poetry you tend to avoid any words with more than three syllables because they, they just get awkward after that point. Um, obsequious, which is weird. Uh, it's definitely I, a that's, word. That's actually a word I used recently in a poem myself. Oh, you awkward person. Why did you use it in your poem? Just, just, because it fitted. It was the right word to use. You wanted to sound fancy, didn't you? No, it actually makes sense. In the, I'll, I can send you the poem. Okay, I look forward to reading that. And then, and then maybe I'll read it out by accident rather than a proper sonnet in some point soon. And then <laughs> everyone can share in the glory of your poetry. Oh dear God. Um, it's good you, you write good poetry. Shush! Don't put yourself down. That's that's not your job. That's your parents' job. If if growing up has taught me anything, it's the parents' job to put the child down. Actually, my parents were supportive. My parents love in-ear entertainment, which is really cool of them. That is very very cool of them. Actually, my parents have no idea what it is. <laughs> Look at that that business thing you're doing. Yeah. Oh, could, do you do this? No, that's nothing to do with what. <sighs> anyway. What do you think about this sonnet? Does it make any sense to you? It's it is, <laughs> it's well, we 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 are very much at the end of of the fair youth sonnets, as as you pointed out before we started recording. Yes, and it just I I would have I don't know I would have expected something different. Maybe okay, either Shakespeare just just. Just, just kind of going. Well, okay, this, this wasn't the greatest love, or, or just going. Well, yeah, no, you can marry me now, even if they don't want that mm-hmm. in this time and age. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it just, it, it just, it's just a complicated, convoluted saying of nothing, really. Because there's one more. I think one, two, six is the final, final one. So this is the yeah, that's like a one. farewell kind of. To to me, oh, this thou, is... my lovely boy. I don't know if this is me reading too much into it or maybe not enough. It seems very much 
all 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 the way through we've had shakespeare talking about how time is short or uh, but time is short but beauty is eternal and and your beauty will live through the ages but this this sonnet again i think it's happened once or twice before it seems to be about him warning the fair youth that his time is short which is quite a very odd way to go about a love sonnet by going you're going to die one day it's kind of a very yeah, but odd then thing to that, say. <clears throat> I guess that would also come full circle with what he said at the start. It, it, it was very much about you. You need to procreate, so so that your That's genes true. will 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 live on. You will live on through your children because you are not eternal yourself, kind of thing. You you you're not well, you are eternal, but not immortal. Yes. So maybe yeah, maybe it's a, re- a returning to that theme of of. Yeah, you're going to die. Best get shagging. Which is... <laughs> that's that's how Shakespeare, Shakespeare would have put with it. with Mark. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he would have put it. He would have loved the language we have today. I mean, how how visceral language has got nowadays with all these. It's, it's a very colourful. Yeah, and 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 he would probably be a porn director. <laughs> he would be the Ron fights. Jeremy of of the 21st century. <laughs> and, be and Ron inter- Jeremy would just be homeless somewhere. He'd be he'd be interviewed by Louis Theroux for a Channel Four documentary mm. about the the the. Did, no, that was the BBC. He did it for. Was it for the BBC? It was, okay. it was a documentary for the BBC. He did two on porn stars. He did, yes, and he, he, went, he went back after five years or however many years to just see how it was progressing. It's we are discussing a porn documentary here, but it, it was if people haven't seen it, it's absolutely fascinating. It is if you if you're not just it's Louis Theroux. If you're not familiar with Louis Theroux's work, you should really go and check him out. He's uh, he's an incredibly good documentary maker. Yeah, just but he just has this natural talent for asking what if if it came from pretty much anyone else in the world would get you thumped or knocked out. Or yeah, attacked. well, he kind of just gets the respect from everyone. He did a documentary on the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. And I mean they invited him into their home and all that kind of stuff and and he got to talk to the children and he he's still I mean he's he's obviously well he is left wing he comes across as left left wing but he just he he has a way of putting words that doesn't offend people so much that they would just refuse talking to him he just kind yeah. of provokes them enough to get the truth out but then just kind of steps back yeah, he, and he puts everyone at ease enough that they are, they feel able to talk to him, which is very yeah, cool. yeah. So watch it; it's very, very interesting. And the ones that the porn industry in America are very, very interesting, and how porn has changed, especially because they're they've done about ten years apart, and how that industry has changed in those ten years is is absolutely fascinating. How how it went from having a lot of money and and dominating much of well the, the industry was very very powerful to just essentially running out of money and and struggling to keep up with with you porn and and pornhub and all those free illegal sites <laughs> that um just not just, necessarily just... illegal well we live in a more open time si- yeah but it's the kind of there are some partnerships going on where the companies have just kind of given in and just get a percentage of the advertising on the site. But most okay. of it is just people uploading <laughs> illegal content. Well, 
illegal, as in, as in they don't have the right to do it. As in they've taken it from a paid website and they're uploading it to a site. Where and they're uploading it to a free site. Not illegal. Where then in... that site gets money from the advertising. Yeah. Not, not, yeah, not, not illegal, as in bestiality. Or, <laughs> the or... subject matter is illegal. Because yeah. this is a very odd sonnet podcast, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dearie me. Um, but yes. So how did we? Why did we get onto Louis Farouk? <laughs> um, very visceral language of today. You said Shakespeare would like. Yes, yes. Because I mean, this I, the the language in this is is kind of over the top compared to in terms of he seems to be showing off in this sonnet. The words he's using, it's not, I mean, one of the lines, for compound sweet, for going simple saviour, pitiful thrivers in their gazing spent. It, it's just a really kind of, maybe each word on its own isn't that complex, but when you end up stringing them together like that, it's very much like academic writing, and it's what I don't like about academic writing. You have to write in a very convoluted way using words that aren't simple just because that's what people expect you to do. It's just you need a thesaurus to uh, to write an essay. It's yeah, just much of academic writing I found is just bullshitting your way through. Yeah, yeah, and and it's... puffing puffing what should be two sentences up into five paragraphs. Yeah, yeah, and and that annoys me because I'd rather get to the point. It's kind of like this. This sonnet <laughs> is the opposite to all of Blake's writings blake's writings which use very simple words to convey an image and an idea this sonnet is using very complex words to, to well i mean i'm not against complex words as such and and there is a place for for complex words if if you have complex concepts you you can use you can still describe it in simple terms yes but i mean the words do have a use but just, I don't know. Shakespeare just kind of seems to get... Because we've had quite a lot of sonnets that were very, very simple in, to, in words, lexically. Yeah. But quite dense in context. Yes. And, and in content. And, and this just very big words and not much there. Yeah. I, I, I think I would agree with that. The... Or, or if it is there, it's not on the surface. It's not easily accessible. Because that's the other thing Shakespeare's quite good at, is the, the this is the image I'm using. And you go, well, that's a nice, beautiful image. And then you start looking deeper into it, and there are extra levels and extra layers, like an onion underneath it. But then, if, if that is your goal, or if that, that is Shakespeare's goal, then surely your metaphor would be simple. Or it would maybe not simple. The the metaphor would be described in simple terms, because yes. you would want people to see the obvious metaphor, and and it would take the work to get to the deeper levels rather than just presenting a simple metaphor in very complex terms, and just making it sound big. Where then you just kind of read it and go, uh, yeah, okay, I've figured it out what the top level is, and there's probably not much <laughs> more to it. Yes, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really invite you to go further, if if the, the the upper level is that hard to crack. Yes, yeah, I I 
think I agree with that. They, it, it puts up a barrier straight away. So unless, and yeah. then a part of the reason I wanted to do this Sonnet podcast is because I've sat down with the Sonnets, the Book of Sonnets, before going, I'm going to read every Sonnet. And you get about four Sonnets in, and you're just like, I just, oh dear. Whereas doing mm, it with yeah. you, it's, it's, it's nice to bounce ideas off of each other and to actually... To have someone else going. We need to record podcasts this week, otherwise we're going to run out. Oh, yeah. Crap. Yeah, I forgot about that. We've done well. We've never missed a day. No, no. For for uh, for what? Fourteen, fifteen months now. Yeah. Every week you've had two episodes. Yeah, always on a Tuesday, always on a Thursday. They, they, there was one or two that have gone up a couple of hours late due to our system forgetting. To yeah, put that them was live. a system malfunction. <laughs> Which is just really bizarre, but other than that, it's it's going quite well. Well, that was an issue with the server, wasn't it? It was. The, the server time was set to a different time than than our CMS, and and our CMS got confused. Yeah. Bless it. It went. I think it's four, and you think it's three, and I don't know what to do. Oh. <laughs> so I just put a little red message there that says missed. Bless it. Um, the summit. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm trying to punch through it. To me, it seems about about death. Your it, life is short, is what I'm taking home from this. But I don't know if that's yeah. correct or not. Well, what or to me, I bore the canopy. So, so does it matter whether I carry the? Can was is a canopy just kind of makes me think like one of those. Pompous, massive umbrellas. <laughs> yeah, canopy means roof, I guess, or, or yeah, portable roof is a canopy. <laughs> would be the yeah, but for like digging the trees that they would use, like I don't know, the the the, the king or the pope or whoever c- carry them down. Well, walking them down the street and and be safe from the sun or the rain or whatever the hell there is. Yeah, I guess that would. Yeah, I guess that would. I don't know if that's the official name, but I guess that would encompass that. So, so does it matter whether Shakespeare or, or the narrator would 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 help carry that hmm. with my extern, the outward honouring? Dear God, what with with my hmm. with with my. Ex- external as in external with my extern that's how I was reading with it but my, quite wrong with my external the outward honouring with my extern I'm gonna google that extern <laughs> um, well it's yeah. just it's with my extern external with my face with my something with my face, the outward honouring, so just looking very dignified, maybe. Yes, that would that would make sense. With a very serious face. Or laid great bases for eternity, which proves me short than wasting royalty. Great, or late great bases. This is a stupid sonnet. Don't like it. It's making my head hurt. <laughs> I. Or late great basis for eternity. I guess if you have, I don't know, cathedrals, great great basis for eternity, they would be even at that time they would have had buildings <clears throat> that were already centuries old, or, or possibly longer. Yeah, 
but they could also be late great late great basis as in metaphorical um i'm gonna i don't as in this love will this is the foundation for the love that will last forever or, or yeah. the, the beauty or the life or whatever but but then it goes on to which proves more short than waste or ruining. So even uh, the great foundations will eventually erode away, I guess. They eventually disappear and, and become useless. Yeah. That's that... quite dark. Quite dark? So does it matter whether I carry the roof, the umbrella... With with my face, with my very dignified face, on honouring whoever the hell he's protecting. All late great bases for eternity. So, but the, essentially, does it matter whether he honours someone else by by protecting them from the sun, the rain, the snow, whatever, or whether he he laid foundations for the future if if it's all the same it every it, it, whichever one he does in the end it, it's not gonna matter or live on yeah eventually it'll end the first one maybe sooner than the second one <laughs> yes yeah that makes sense so is is this saying that is this shakespeare maybe admitting that Everything he's been saying earlier on that is eternal, that the beauty is eternal, it maybe isn't now. Is this an admission that maybe he was wrong in those it's earlier just, Yeah, maybe the powerlessness before time, as, as much as he erects the, the metaphorical, symbolic, physical image of, of the fair youth, he, he can't, he can't stop time from just. Coming eventually in. eroding it yeah coming in and, and that bastard time coming in and but then <clears throat> i don't how oh, we did they didn't know about dinosaurs yet <laughs> <laughs> no i just <clears throat> i i meant as odd in, leap <laughs> whether whether he would whether he would be aware that if there is a record of something the, the record would last in some sort of way, even if it's just geologically. Um, he, that that wouldn't have been. I don't. He, he know. would have only had. He, he would have had that the, the works of Da Vinci that would still be remembered, but might be forgotten eventually. And he would have had that the, 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 the writings of Caesar and and the pyramids kind of thing that that he could um yeah they very they know... real human things that he could um see and touch and feel and that, that see, hadn't see, been yeah. destroyed by time yet but but in a sense they have been destroyed by time because the the pyramids are ruins essentially they're not they're not usable well yeah buildings. the sphinx doesn't has doesn't have a nose so, and and so they are through this, they are partly through this process of being destroyed. It's quite sad. This is quite a sad sonnet. I don't like this one. Sort of. I mean, we we kind of Egyptian society and and I guess the um, United Nations have kind of made the decision to protect certain buildings 
we we have world heritage sites that that we um at least as long as our civilization lasts should be protected bar any kind of wars or, or fallout yes so so but then even that they wouldn't have had at the time for him they would have just they i mean they obviously lasted the millennia just because they were that sturdy and and build that well so so what are you suggesting how does that link back to this are you suggesting that oh someone is stop phoning me don't phone me no <laughs> bad sorry um okay yeah, he how... would he would still they they would have been i mean the swings would have lost its nose by that point already and and he would have he would be aware of the fall of of the roman emperor uh, roman empire the the babylon empire the the, the the Byzantine Empire. The, the, there would have been a lot of civilizations that he'd seen and fall, and maybe leave ru- ruins and buildings that just survived. Yeah, yeah. But but just kind of knowing that eventually ev- every civilization that's ever been has fallen, and and with it most of its records usually disappear. Just disappear, yeah, and and he would have well the the um the great fire of uh, Alexandria would have he he would have probably been aware of that when the library in uh, Egypt burned down with millions of records. Yeah, not fun. So I not guess good. he's kind of saying so, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter if he does worldly things now or, or tries to elevate the fair youth. He he can. I guess eternity only lasts so long as, as time permits it to. Yeah, and, and, and eternity for any particular person's time frame, I think I mentioned this a couple of songs ago, eternity only matters until you're dead. Because after you're dead, you have you, you are not conscious, so you have no recollection of there time. There is no you anymore. Yeah, Yeah. So so as soon as you die, everything that... If something existed while you're around when you're dead it might as well have been eternal because it's always been there while you were there so eternity only matters within your time frame if if you live for 10,000 years eternity means something different to you whereas eternity to me i know the literal definition of the word means everlasting but in my mind when i'm hopefully 80 90 and i'm about to die there will be some things in existence still that were being built when i was born they might as well be uh, eternal. Eternal. For all I care, because I'm about to die and they've always been there. So, uh, in that sense, I don't know if I'm explaining the concept correctly. Yeah, no, no, I get that. It, it, the... It's a relative concept, whereas if you live for if you lived for 10,000 years, something that's only around for 100, well, that's... It's not pointless. eternal. Yeah, it's, it comes for someone who lives again. ninety years, it will be eternal. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I get that. That makes I, sense. So I, I, I wonder if if there's a kind of an understanding of that going on here that Shakespeare's kind of getting older. The, the sonnets have always they've progressed with Shakespeare. Is very aware that he's getting older faster than the fair youth, or or, or he's much further along the timeline than the fair youth, so he's going to yeah, die. Yeah. So eternity for him is is shorter than eternity for the fair youth so from his point of view if he loves the fair youth until he dies their love is eternal 
But from the fair use point of view, Shakespeare dies, not. he moves on. It's not eternal. And then there's that very interesting, I think anyway, is that a dichotomy? Is that the proper word? Dichotomy. Yeah, that's the word. Oh, I see. Good word, dichotomy. It is a beautiful word. But I don't know. Yeah, if... that makes sense. But that could just be me. But then Shakespeare would have, I mean, <clears throat> just just through the virtue of, of living in the Elizabethan age, he would have been probably faithful or re- religious, believing in a higher being. In, in that case, it being the Christian God. He, yes. Eternity would still... Because in the Christian sense, eternity is eternity. That uh, it goes yeah, beyond your death. Because you then, uh, yeah, you're bodily resurrected. You, you go to, yeah, you go to heaven and you swim in rivers of honeycomb. Rivers of honeycomb. Mm. That sounds painful. I, <laughs> I know in in Islamic heaven they have four rivers, don't they? One of honey, one of milk, one of water, and one of a special substance that only exists in heaven, which I'm fairly sure is is cherry coke. That's not heaven. It is. Cherry coke is amazing. No. I like Dr. Pepper, but cherry coke is it's just a cheap knockoff. I, oh, I, I, you, shouldn't, I, you shouldn't mix coke with anything. Oh, I, okay, we, we'll agree on Dr. Pepper. I can cope with Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Because at the time when they wrote the Quran, it wouldn't have been around, so it would have been some heavenly nectar. But since then, we've discovered it, so that's fine. Mm, yeah. You that's also have to wonder. One of my, my my cousin actually calls it that the Coke. He just refers to it as uh, the heavenly nectar. That's that's <laughs> all he calls it. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, it's so bad. They're such an evil company as well. They're so evil. Yeah. But they made such a nice drink. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. That what they need to do is they need to do the same with cigarette packets. You know, with cigarette packets, there's pictures of your diseased lung on the front. Oh of yeah, yeah. With Coke, there needs to be a picture of the the village in in the desert who now can't get access to their water well because the water table's dropped because Coke set up a factory there. So you've got this dehydrated kid on the front of your bottle. Just, so you just know a tiny the little impact. African child. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so you know the impact you're having. I think that's only only fair. I don't, it probably would stop. Just, that would change their Christmas advert quite dramatically. <laughs> just, just that, just their trucks driving through African villages, which just starving the dying children sitting on the streets. And and whenever pictures of their workers starting up a, a union in a corner and then being gunned down by the militia. <laughs> but, is there have been documented cases of of of? People who form unions in Coke factories um, mysteriously disappearing. <sighs> yeah, disgusting. Sonnet one two five. We we, we, we have talked well. about this for like twenty five minutes now. We uh... we have we've done very well talking about this one. I think I think you should yeah, yeah. read us out. I I will read us out. Sonnet one two five. Were taught to me, I bore the canopy with my extern, the outward honouring, or late great basis for eternity, which proves more short than waste or ruining. Have I not seen dwellers on form and favour lose all and more by paying too much rent, for compound sweep, for going simple savour, pitiful thrivers in their gazing spent? No, 
Let me obsequious in my, thy heart, and take thou my oblation, poor but free, which is not mixed with seconds, knows no art, but mutual render only me for thee. Hence, thou suborned informer, a true soul, when most impeached stands, least in thy control. Excellent. Well done. That was sonnet 125 of Shakespeare's sonnets, the penultimate sonnet in the Fair Youth Saga. I'm going to call it a saga. I don't know if that's the official term. I have been Mark Chasley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I have been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will see you next time for Sonnet 126, the final, the final Fair Youth Sonnet. I can't believe we're at this point. It's amazing. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we we finally made it. Oh, on to the next ones after this. Brilliant. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.